This is a crowd podcast. Hello, I'm Geraint Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And you've just entered the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club, brought to you by Zwift. Jump on your Zwift Hub One and jump into Zwift. Welcome along. Gee, a very happy new year to you. How has 2024 been for you so far? Happy new year, Tom. Blow in there with that. It's, uh, well, it's been good, to be honest. We went to an outdoor pool in Pontypridd. An outdoor pool? Yeah, this morning we like went... Like a Lido? Yeah, that's what it's called, Ponty Lido. And, um, well, some, some say Lido, some say Lido. Um, but yeah, um, it was definitely heated. Um, the weather's just been so bad here, but luckily Ugh. there was a break in the rain just when we had booked to go. So um, yeah, me, Max, uh, and his cousins and um, yeah, Grand or Tide as we call him. Uh, yeah, we all went there. That was great. Um, we were only in there for 20 odd minutes and then they blew this whistle at a change because we were obviously late. Um, but it was about time we wanted to get out. But then it's like, you know, when you get out and you're like, need to get someone to get our towels ready because it's absolutely freezing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was good. And then we took the kids for uh, McDonald's on the way home. Um, Then watched the rugby on the telly then. Um, Mm. Cardiff Ospreys. Although coverage finished about 15 minutes early because of the bad weather. It just went, you know, when you got that blank screen like beep, then this random (laughs) woman comes on. Sorry, the coverage is because of the bad weather. We're trying to fix this problem. And then after about 10 minutes, they put Blue Planet on or something. So <laughs> um, quite apt, actually, Blue Planet with all the rain. Um, so yeah, it's been there has good- been so much rain, hasn't there? Like, oh. uh, you, I know you, one of your favourite phrases, and you know, you got this from Darren Tudy, your old coach at Welsh Cycling from years ago. But I have thought about it a lot in the last week or so, that it's a very good thing that our skin is, in fact, waterproof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. But yeah, oh, I just can't be bothered getting all the clothing on. It takes like half an hour to get ready, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's a very British thing as well, and it's moan about the weather. But mate, I can't believe it. it. It's rained. Honestly, we've been back for two weeks now, and it's rained every single day, and it's just got worse. Like the first week was okay. I did some decent training, to be fair. Then from Christmas Day onwards, it seems to buy. Like real, like it's like biblical at times. It all like it all comes down and then it kind of clears up a bit, but you get absolutely piss wet through. And you obviously don't dry up then in another big shower, windy. But um, character building, Tom. There's nothing better, is there, than getting back and then you know someone coming over and being like, "Oh, that's terrible out there." I had to run from the car, and you're like, "Yeah, I was just out in there for three and a half hours on my bike, mate." Yeah, I'm a legend. Yeah, then you feel like, yeah, that's that's the way to go. Um, but I've been a bit crook as well recently, so I missed a few days. But you know what it's like. You're kind of like, ah, oh, you're like, I really need to, I can't miss this training. But deep down, you know, it makes sense. Have a day off. It's peeing down. You don't feel 100%. What's going out for three hours going to achieve? You know, you're just going to yeah. prolong this. So I was going to go out, but then I rang my Connor, my coach. And um, yeah, he... It's always good when somebody makes that that sort of call for you because you know deep mm. down what you need to do, but you kind of you still like oh I can't be soft. I need to keep pushing. So yeah, I had a couple of days off, but um, it's been great. It's been so busy, but 
just before we come on, we were saying, weren't we? That's the best bit about Christmas, isn't it? Like, as soon as you sit down and you have an evening where you don't do anything, after about half an hour, I get itchy feet already. I tell you, I cleared out our larder thing earlier because it's just been a place we've just dumped stuff for the last two, three years. Yeah. Oh, I filled up about six bin bags, cleared it all out. Looks great in there now, but yeah, can't sit around, Tom. It's all about small achievements at this time of year, I think, and then that justifies a bit more slothfulness and a bit more boozing and drinking. So um, I, me and the boys cleaned the mountain bikes earlier and they've been getting filthy. You know when you get really a really dirty bike and it's almost too dirty to bother cleaning and then you think, well, it's going to get dirty again tomorrow or yeah. two days later. Well, today we had to get stuck in. So the satisfaction having three gleaming mountain bikes, albeit they're going to get ruined tomorrow, um, is massive. It makes a difference in this weather though, doesn't it? Because I've been washing my bike after every ride, which I'll be honest, I don't necessarily always do in Monaco, especially, but now um, you have to stay on top of it. Otherwise, like it just like rusts up and just, it just goes oh. to pop pretty quick, doesn't it? So the squeaks um, as well, oh, especially yeah. you've got disc brakes, the, the, the squeak of dirty disc brakes, the squeak of a chain that's gone a little bit rusty and dry. Yeah. You just feel like a bad person. Yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, I probably have the squeakiest chain out of most of the Peloton most of the time. <laughs> but no, I've been on it. been on it, Tom. Um, nice. Yeah. Clean bike every ride. Well, that is impressive. And I have got a very nice message, actually, uh, G, for us to start 2024. I don't know if you have seen The Crown on Netflix, but we have had this email from our loyal listener, Susan, over the Christmas period. Hello from New York City. Started listening to your pod during the tour this summer, then went into the back catalogue between new episodes. Huge fan, heart emoji. Imagine my surprise when watching The Crown over the Christmas break and in, in season six, episode nine, they, st <laughs> they start playing the What's Occurring theme song. <laughs> Open brackets, bread of heaven. Bread okay. of heaven during the Queen Mother's funeral. <laughs> Susan says, I had never heard that hymn before this summer and now, as a result, will always associate it with your pod above anything else. <laughs> anyway, thanks to the pod, you've made a cycling fan out of me and I'm cheering for you, G. So there we go. It's no longer a hymn. It's the What's Occurring theme music. Yeah, yeah. Quality. Was it Was it Ave's choir that was singing it then? I wonder if they used their version or not on the, on the Crown. You'd expect some royalties, wouldn't you, from a big show like The Crown? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I've never actually seen The Crown, to be fair, but Sars watched it, so I know what it is at least. Yeah. Well, we have got uh, something of a banger of an episode for our fellow GTCC members. To start this year, someone who it feels like we should have got on before, but we haven't, and someone who has got a pretty remarkable story to tell. Yeah, he was a bit nervous about coming on. As I've asked him a few times, he was like, oh, no, my English isn't too good. And uh, I don't want to come on. And like, you know, if you start making jokes and taking the piss a bit, you won't be able to respond as quickly. I was like, nah, mate, it's fine. So I'm doing it with Tom. I'm doing it with a professional. It's not one with Luke. Um, <laughs> so yeah, fortunately, he was kind enough to come on. And it was a great one, wasn't it? It was, you know, just get, I think a lot of people, when people have a bad crash, initially everyone's like, oh, um, yeah, poor guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I hope he's okay. And then, you know, six months later, they've kind of forgotten about how big a crash it was and been like, oh, he's shit now, he's over it. Why don't you retire, mate? Or, you know, start giving him abuse again. So it was good to hear, well, good might be the wrong word, but insightful, wasn't it? Yeah. 
So without any further ado, here is Egan Bernal. Did you know that bananas are bad for monkeys? Did you know about all the pubs in the Houses of Parliament? Do you know how to make a curry in space? It's mind-blowing, but don't take our word for it. We've got a podcast that interviews zookeepers, politicians, astronauts, and everyone in between. And if you want hilarious stories and to learn about the weird and wonderful people of the world, then you should go and listen to our show, Things People Do, with me, Joe Marler. And me, Tom Fordyce. Search for Things People Do wherever you get your podcasts. Today's guest is the first ever Latin American rider to win the Tour de France. He's currently on a comeback trail after a life-changing accident in 2022. He's been my teammate for five years and we've been wanting to get him on the GTCC from day one. So finally, welcome to the GTCC, Egan Bernal. Hello. Thanks for coming, mate. No, thank you I for inviting me. Because I know you're a little it, nervous. It, it, this is only five years, I think maybe more, no? Uh, well, that's what the script said, actually. Yeah. I am an actually... You know, I went 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, it's been five years, maybe, since that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But you've also won the Giro, so you've already got a better Palmares than me, and I've been going for 17 years, mate. <laughs> no, I don't want to, to be that, that long on bike, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Egan, I was going to start off by asking how you are on the bike. We're at the end of 2023 as we're chatting. So how do you reflect on this year? How are you feeling on the bike at the moment? Uh, well, now much better than when I finished the season. When I finished the season, I was completely destroyed, to be honest. That's because uh, you did the Vuelta with me, eh? The Vuelta. Terrible, right? It was, was crazy, no? <laughs> I think it was not the best, the best Grand Tour. I'm, I'm sure it was five weeks, but people said it was three. Right. I was so, so, t- and then I, I did tour, no, before? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I finished tour already like this. Yeah. And then Vuelta, even more. Oh. And uh, yeah, also mentally, I was I was just just tired. Yeah. But now, um, I mean, after Vuelta, I I was just recovering, and then I went for uh, holidays, which was good. Where did you go? Uh, Japan. Oh, nice. Yeah, did you yeah. do the crits as well? Yeah. That's a nice holiday, Tom. Yeah. Free yeah. flights, business flights to Japan. Do the crit. Nice. Pay something. They pay, they pay, <laughs> pays for the holiday. Yeah, Cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also at the same oh, time, place, Japan. Uh, we were walking a lot with my girlfriend. She wanted to know like different places and she was working. Oh, walking. Us. Walking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's good training yeah, though. Yeah. Bone density and all yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, after, after these uh, holidays, uh, I think I recovered really well. And I think all the hard work I did, the last year, like with all with all the races I did, I think uh, now the 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 body absorbed this, yeah. and I'm feeling good. It's December, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, at least I'm feeling good and I'm enjoying like riding again. So it's, yeah, it's a good start, I, I guess. Really good. Like we mentioned, I mentioned in the 
in the intro about your crash, like that was in the start of twenty twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, so mate, even for in twenty three to ride the tour and the Volta, mm. that's some turnaround because this crash, like without make well, it was unbelievable the crash. Yeah, really. Like, like yeah. you broke a lot of bones. It was quite close to you know, even being able to walk, let alone race the tour on the bloody Volta yeah, the next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, it was a hard crash. Um, but yeah, also for me, I, I was not thinking in the start of the season to, to ride in the tour. Like, uh, I mean, I was even selected like one week before the okay. tour. So it yeah. was in the last last moment. Uh, but uh, for me, it was a really big thing, you know. I was I, I knew I would go there and I would not be able for sure to 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 compete for the for the GC, but uh, it was like really emotional for me mm. uh, because one of the things I remember more that when when I was in the hospital was that at some point uh, I was thinking for sure I would not uh, I will not be able to to ride again a bike, yeah, yeah. but uh, if I would have to choose one race to to do again, it would be the tour. Yeah. So when they selected me for the tour, it was like really emotional. I, I, I was just thinking in that moment when I was in the hospital uh, without being able to move. And and then one year later, I was going to that race. I was I, I wanted to go. It was really a big thing for mm. me. I can imagine. Yeah. It is a pretty remarkable recovery, isn't it, G? I mean, for, for people who don't remember the full horrific details. So, yeah, it was... January 2022, um, you broke 20 bones again, including your spine, your femur, your kneecap, your lung collapsed. Um, doctors initially thought there was a chance of paralysis. What do you remember from the crash itself? Have you any memory at all? Yes, the, I think that's the, that is the, the worst. The worst that I remember everything. Uh, I remember when, yeah, the seconds before I was, before the crash, I was in the TTY. And I was actually like feeling really good, and I was like kind of happy because I was going too fast. <laughs> and and then I, I remember I was looking at the Garmin, and I saw 62 kilometers per hour. And then from one moment to the other, I was just in the floor, uh, and I was like kind of thinking what what happened because uh, I was I was thinking for sure I, I I mean I crashed, but I don't know if it was with a person or a motorbike or a car or, a, or I, I didn't know. And then after maybe one minute or so, I was started to feeling the, the, the pain and it was really, really painful. I had pain everywhere. Uh, Rafa Santos, who is the, the doctor of the team, he, he was there and actually he saved my life. He, he, did, like, he did everything well to <clears throat> to bring me in the hospital in the best conditions. But at the same time, you know, I was like screaming full gas to for, for the pain. I was I was asking him to to give me something for the pain. Uh, for sure, it was not possible. Yeah, he had only paracetamol, <laughs> <laughs> so it was not possible. And then uh, about the fem the femur, I, I had the femur like like this. I don't know if you will see in the video, but like this. And then they had to to correct in the uh, there in the middle of the floor. Oh, uh, to man. put again in the in in that place. So the bone was displaced. So one part of the bone had had ridden up over the other part of the bone. Yeah, yeah. 
and then they put the they game did this in, in the, the side of the road yeah Whoa. and you know I, I had like 12 or 13 ribs broken yeah. so it was really really bad pain and then when I arrived in the in the hospital so uh, I was again screaming <laughs> about the pain and when they gave me something the the, the other I sleep I slept then the other thing I remember was to see my mom when I just uh, when I was coming to the surgery room yeah yeah and i said to my mom like no worries it's just the femur and maybe some ribs but i didn't know actually how how big was the the impact with the mm. with the car i think i did not realize that i almost i was like dying uh, so yeah i remember everything but uh, for sure the worst thing was for for my family that uh, the, because they were uh, uh, in the hospital and, and before the surgery, the doctors told them how hard was the incident and that probably um, I would uh, be without uh, mo the mobility. Yeah. So they had to wait like 24 hours or more to, to see if I could move the legs. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't not realize that everything that, but uh, for sure they they knew everything. So it was hard. Yeah, it must be horrific for the family. Like, you know, Tom, like now having a kid just, well, I got one, you got two. Unbelievable that, like to, wow, yeah, I couldn't imagine how scary it was because I was in LA at the time and I remember having a text from someone in the team saying that your dad had crashed. Mm -hmm. or, but you think, you know, you think, oh, you guns crash. You think it must be quite bad if you're getting a text about it. But then a few days later when you hear actually what has actually happened, this crazy really and, and and what you say about the doc there we have a joke in the team basically that you know the doctors they get paid well but they do nothing you know they just give us paracetamol or like tell us to keep drinking water be hydrated but when things like that happen that's when you realize like what they are worth their weight in gold and it's good that they're not doing anything you know most of the time um like hopefully they they don't ever have to you know do oh, yeah. stuff like that so boy yeah unreal and then when you hear about those injuries and then it was literally the same year yeah we did uh denmark together uh, like yes in august yeah yeah yeah. and like, then i crash again the first stage yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. yeah do you know what egan this was this will sound really strange because you've just described how catastrophic the crash was and how bad your injuries were but it almost sounds like you were lucky in some ways i mean how close did the doctor say you, you were to death how close did they say you were to paralysis uh well yes when people ask me when if uh if i am like a bit angry because of the accident or what i think about the accident i think my answer is i'm i'm really lucky to be alive and uh, i just need to to thank god because he, he gave me a second chance. And when you realize how hard was the impact, there is a, a video somewhere uh, of the of the impact. And you know, you I, I just hit a bus going with the head going more than 60 kilometers per hour in speed and I, I survive and you know, I'm, I'm able to walk and I'm able to, to have a normal life and then you after when you have this kind of accidents 
accidents, you realize that uh, life is, is, is especially us as, as, uh, as a cyclist, yeah. we, we realize, uh, at least in my case, I realize life is more than just riding a bike. You know, like I, I, I was, I'm, I'm lucky to, to be alive and to, to share time with, with my, my family, to see again my, my mom. And, and now I think I, I am more uh, happy than I, I was before, like with the small, with the small things. So for sure, I, I am really lucky to, to be here, to be here and to, to be alive. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to ask. Has it changed your, um, your mentality, your approach to racing now? Yes, for sure, changed a lot the mentality. Uh, it it doesn't mean I'm more like kind of relaxed or something. Yeah. But at least I know when when you are in that I don't know how you say in in, in English, but uh, that with that in that fragility maybe yeah. that you yeah. are just an, mm. in a bed, and then your your mom is. Is is changing? I don't know how you say the path when you baby like the uh, dressings or yes the dressings. Yeah. Uh, and I was you know twenty twenty five years and my mom was again doing what yeah. what she was doing when I was a, a, a baby. And then you, you realize we, we are humans and we are we have this fragility. Um, so. When when I think in in, in races, for sure I, I want to to do my best, and I I, I wake up every morning thinking, uh, and with the motivation to win again one Tour de France. But uh, if it doesn't happen, I mean I'm alive, you know. Yeah. I yeah. have a family. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. I have a family. I have a girlfriend. I have my dogs that are in the in the in the house waiting for me with the same happiness if I win the tour or, or not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there are like a lot of important things in, 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 in the life and for sure it's not, it's not cycling. But at the same time, having the, this second chance and this second opportunity gave me a lot of uh, morale and mm. for sure I'm, I'm like maybe two, three times more professional now than I was before because as I said before, I, I think I'm lucky to be alive and I need to to use this this second mm. this second chance. That's good what you say about dogs as well. They're always happy to see you and yeah. like <laughs> yeah. you, you can have an argument with a missus <laughs> and she can be yeah, in yeah. a bad mood. Dogs always happy. Yeah, dogs never <laughs> get in a grump. I wonder I wonder, Egan, were there points in the recovery where you doubted it? Did you did you try to push any doubts? Mm far from your mind and just always believed that you were going to make it back? Mm, I think the doubts were more when I was in the hospital and uh, I was thinking, ah, for sure, I'm not going to be a, a rider anymore. You know, when, when you are there, I, I had the tubes in the, how do you say this, in the chest. You know, like... Uh, like in between your ribs type thing. Yes. In your lungs and... Yes. Yeah. When you see that and then you see like all the blood, blood coming out and with the femur, with the femur, the fracture in the femur and also the knee was like 10, 10 pieces and all these things. I mean, the, the last thing you, you think is to, to be a rider again. So there was like a kind of doubt, but uh, I think 
it was more because of the situation. But then once uh, I I I was at at home, I was like, why not? You know, I, at at least I try. I want to. I I need to do something. I was I was younger. I was mm. 20, <laughs> 24 maybe. And I said, okay, maybe I try, and and then we see what what happen. Anyway, the rehabilitation would be good to have a normal life. But uh, if if uh, uh, in Spanish we say, if you want to arrive to the to the moon, maybe you 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 have to to shoot maybe shoot to, for the to, stars to the, to the sun. We say. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. even far. Yeah. Uh, and then. I started the rehabilitation and and I saw that the possibility to to be again in, on on racing, not for winning, but you know just just to 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 feel uh, like a rider again. And then you know the year later I was riding in the in the tour. So it's been also a a kind of fast recover. Uh, but uh, yeah, for sure there there were a lot of doubts uh, in the beginning. We had Chris Froome on the pod a couple of weeks ago and he said that the two of you had had talked during your recovery. Uh, yes, uh, he was he was te- texting me uh, a few times when when I went out of the of the hospital and of course I think we we, we all know that we we had like a kind of similar incident. And actually, for me, um, he's being like a, a, a good uh, motivation. Um, uh, what uh, what he's doing and and all the process he, he has had in in this in this in this recover, uh, it gave me like motivation. Um, and it's also something I want to give to other people. Uh, it's not just about winning and winning races. Uh, I, I want to, to inspire people, actually. I, I think now in Colombia, uh, people, some people recognize me more because of the crash and all the recover and all the, the process uh, I have had. And they recognize me more for, for the crash and all the recover and than not for the for the Tour de France. So it's, it's, it's something cool when you see, when. You know, I'm, I'm walking in the in the in the in the street like normal, and and some people arrives and they they start to talk and and say like I had a crash in that moment, I had uh, a bad moment when when you crash and you gave me motivation and you inspire me. It this is something something cool. So uh, at least I I know that um, some I'm doing something good for for people and actually. Uh, with this second opportunity, I would like to, in the future, to to do something cool for 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 people and and, and for, for for the life for this, as I said before, this second second chance. Yeah, that, that is unreal, and I think that's a great positive to end the crash talk now, Tom. Because you know we don't like to talk about crashes too much anyway. But no, um, but yeah, that was. Um, you say you go through all this, you know, Alonso. Team Swanee stayed in Colombia with you for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, a few, few months. Um, a few months, yeah. yeah. Um, he has a family here, but he stayed there with Egan, help his recovery, you know, team super supportive. And then, yeah, to make it back. I remember when they told me that you were coming to Denmark, I was like, Egan Bernal, the, the, the guy in the team that's just <laughs> had like a huge crash, like literally in January, and this is August. 
yeah, 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 no, he's he's good. He wants to race, and that was we talk about inspiration. Like that was inspiring for us on the team as well. Me, you know, everyone else that was there, hmm. just to see you back and being like, wow, like so impressive, really. Um, so chapeau for that. Well done for that. Thank you. But um, it was great that race, though, wasn't it? We had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. We didn't. Oh, Magnus was he second? Someone was up there in the GC. Yeah, I think Magnus was second because he speak. He's kind of half Norwegian. His mum's Norwegian. He speaks Norwegian. He kind of feels like it was his home race. Mm-hmm. But um, no, that was a great little race. Um, bit of off road though, wasn't there? There was that gravel. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing was they were saying like, no, you you have to go to a, a easy race, uh, nothing crazy. Yeah. I wanted to go before to Burgos. And they say no because it was too dangerous. And then they bring me in, in Denmark, <laughs> and, and it was of race of, of road. I was walking with the with the yeah. bike. Yeah. Did you have to walk that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was this gravel section, Tom, and they said on the radio. I think it was Chioni um, was doing the recon in front, and they said on the radio, "Yeah, Chioni's seen the route. Um, it's not really gravel. It's more mountain bike. Um, make sure it's in good position." And, <laughs> When you hear that on the radio, you're like, oh no, what what is coming basically? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're all in a decent position. But I think um, not me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> not um, ended up having to walk a bit, but yeah. And then boxing on with all like the Vikings, you know, all the Danish guys, super like aggressive. Um, but no, I, yeah, as I say, like, and then you you did a lot of racing. Did you go to like Germany after that? Tour of Germany, tour of Germany. Then I don't remember anymore what uh, what else I did. Maybe some races in in Italy, Italy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that must have been some feeling though to be back in the peloton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. When when I just uh, finished the 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 first stage, it was something cool. Yeah. Just even when you return to to this environment when I saw the cars and yeah. all the carriers, mechanics and my, my bike there. Uh, it was some, some, some things that for, for us that we, we, we have this like every day and take it for like, granted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is it, like a kind of normal, but when I, when I saw this again, it was like a massive thing for me. Yeah. Uh, even just going to, to Denmark and, but to see the cars and all the, the, the mechanism of the of the of the team was was really good. Yeah, yeah, good feeling. So, what was it like returning to the tour in twenty twenty three? Like that first that first day in the north of Spain. What were the emotions like when you lined oh, up? Well, I was really nervous actually, uh, even more than my first tour. I, I guess uh, that was a good tour, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the one they say boo remember <laughs> oh that one yeah yeah, yeah. that was my we, first one yeah we did get a few boos but yeah but uh, no I was I was nervous the, the first uh, the first uh, stage but I was feeling like a kind of good so um, I, I enjoy actually the, 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 the first few the first stages in, in the tour after I was just tired and then don't recover <laughs> but uh, but at least you know the first week uh, I was I, I enjoyed that it, I I had like kind of good feelings and then uh, when I just finished the tour when I arrived in in Paris it was really really nice actually I I wanted to 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 enter the last 
because I wanted to see, you know, the Champs Elysees and, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like, I know it was it is hard position because then you have the elastic, <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to just to to enjoy and to not have anyone be, behind me. And then when I finished the the, the race, mate, I was like even happier than when I won the tour. It mm. is like different feeling. Yeah. Really? Some people not don't believe me because they say like now you are just saying because you want to say, but actually when I just finish, I, I almost cry. It was I I just finished the race I wanted to to do when I was in the in the hospital. It's something like really personal that the um when when I try to describe it's it's difficult that to, to describe what I was feeling in that moment in the hospital when I say when I when I say that um but uh, yeah one year one year later i was i was there finishing that that race so it was uh, really 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 nice for me yeah i can't imagine that feeling but um going back to your first tour then um you're talking about when we got booed it's basically at the team presentation it was like uh it was pantomime really wasn't it like people didn't like through me because of his domination and a few other things and whatever and so um yeah the start not ideal with the booing that was quite weird it must have been weird for you like you, you know dead excited first tour of the france and then suddenly just getting booed as you're riding up to the stage and stuff but then start the racing and didn't look back you're a key domestic for me like a key reason why i ended up winning the tour was because of you and then the next year you win i was second that must have been like for those people back in the UK that don't know, like in Colombia, cycling is massive. Like guys are fanatical. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, it must have been <laughs> unbelievable to to win that. Be the first Colombian, first Latin American mm-hmm. to did it. Just well, it must have just completely changed overnight. Yeah, for sure. I when when I when I won the tour when I was in in Paris, I knew it was something something big. But I did not imagine was that big when when I arrived in Colombia. I wanted to do something in my in my home city, and uh, so they prepare like a kind of a scenario, and and uh, we invite the people. We told people I, w- I would be there to give like uh, the yellow jersey to the government and mm-hmm. the, the federation. Uh, and I was thinking, okay, there will be people, but uh, it was actually full. My city was was full of people, and and it was like a in in a big big place, and it was completely full, and it was uh, I there I I realized that it was something like really really big, yeah, and uh, yeah it changed a lot the, the 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 life. I remember the the next months I was not able even to go to a supermarket or to a mall because. Uh, the mall was collapsed totally for me, and actually the the, the security of the mall they, they were like okay maybe you should go you cannot uh, stay here yeah. uh, because of your security and security of the 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 mall so I was not able even you know to go to to buy something yeah. and uh, I had that going to John Lewis Tom in Cardiff born in the middle of town yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah John Lewis sent me a letter please don't come you, you, Saint yeah. David's too can't go. <laughs> so David sent us too busy. Like yeah, that, to be honest, that's, you? that's crazy. You? Yeah, nothing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now it's not anymore like this. No, now now I can buy. I can I can buy. Uh, but uh, yes, for sure it changed a lot. Mm. A lot, a lot. 
So what now, Egan, after the extraordinary journey you've been on, what feels like success when you're looking at 2024 and your targets and the races that you want to compete at? What will be success for you from this point onwards? On the bike, you mean? Uh, mm. Well, I, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, even even these days, I, I, I've been talking with the, with the team and they they ask me like uh, if I want to go to Giro or Tour or what I want to do. But my answer is I just want to perform. Uh, I want to to be the the best version of of myself, and I want to you know start start a, a kind of a strong the, the the season and and to see where I I will arrive. I would love to go to one Grand Tour and and be able to to do something. No, not just go and finish. Uh, I think that, that I did this step this year, but I don't want to do this anymore. So I want to be a, like a, a key person in, 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 in the team. And uh, I think in the moment, in the situation I am, I don't want to say like, I want to go to Giro or, or bring me to the tour. I just want to, to perform, to, to, to be ready to, to race in, in, in every race and to, to give my, my best. I don't know if my best is going to be winning the tour or be mountain support or, you know, just bring the bottles. But I just want to, to, to see where I arrive and um, I am working on it. Uh, as I said, I have a second chance and um, I need to use it. Um, uh, I, I love cycling. I love training. Uh, I I can do easily like seven hours on, on the bike because I, I really love this. Um, Maniac. Yeah, I can, <laughs> mate, I, I, I don't know, I like, I like, yeah. I like this. Well, then the difference is when you have to do efforts, like really hard efforts, that's, that's something <laughs> different for sure. But I, I love cycling, so let's see when, when, where I arrive and, and then what, what races I'm going to do. But I think it will depend everything of how I am for sure. Mate, I wish you all the best for next year, mainly because we'll be teammates as well. I'm looking forward to doing some <laughs> more races with you. Yeah, um, you. But yeah, like I, just from my point of view as well, like in the team, even if, like you say, you are getting bottles or whatever, still a massive inspiration, you know, to the young kids as well, to even the old guys, you know, myself, Luke, we know how hard it is. So to come back from what you have is inspirational and um, yeah. Just keep doing it, mate. I reckon you say you're not going to get to my age. You're going to still be pro in 10 years time. Mate. Yeah, you think? Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, you'll just uh, continue. How old are you? 37. Not 37. <laughs> it's impossible, mate. Just 10 it's more years. It's impossible, impossible. Oh, because I like ride the bike, but then it's, it's, it's different to be professional no yeah no that is that is true but especially when you have kids and everything yeah for example now i don't have kids i just have dogs and every time i go out of the home it's like i don't want to leave the dog you know (laughs) can't imagine with a with a son yeah yeah yeah. but put it this way like it's five years since you won the tour how quick has that gone yeah really quick it's just that times two mate oh well yes (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah looking forward to this year with you mate so um yeah okay Super. See you around. See Thanks you. for coming as well. Really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.
Right, so you were in the room with Egan in Mallorca and I was at home chatting to you two um, on our glorified Zoom that we use for our podcast. Do you think he enjoyed chatting to us? I think he did, yeah. He got into it, didn't he? I think he was, um, as I mentioned before, he wasn't too nervous once he got going. And um, yeah, it's just uh, crazy really, isn't it? Like the highs and lows of his career in such a short space of time. But um, yeah, as I said before, hopefully he's going to get right back to the top. Um, I have to say as well, it's quite nice talking to you without being interrupted by Cam Worth in the background. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. He just seemed, it was almost like he had tapped into my phone and knew when we were going to do a, <laughs> a pod. He just he would just be there. He'd just appear on the massage table. But uh, no, yeah, it was nice. Um, just the three of us, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this and your New Year's resolution includes doing a little bit more exercise, then you know the drill. There is no need to wait for the weather to turn to get back on the bike and get yourself on Zwift. With the Tour of Zwift kicking off on the 3rd of January, you'll be able to take part in the biggest party on Zwift with massive group rides for that extra bit of motivation. And our brilliant GTCC weekly Zwift rides will of course be continuing in 2024. They run every Wednesday, 6pm UK time. And a massive shout out to our ride leaders, help make this happen week in week out so kev hacker and kitchen ian killick mark wright ian white and chris gams cheers guys yeah massive thanks to all of you so i don't know if you're a goal setter g i mean professional athletes are meant to be goals ambitions for 2024 or are we so new into 2024 that you just want to settle into the new year and we'll worry about the big stuff soon uh well I'm definitely ready to get into the bunker, Tom, as I'm calling it now, on the regime, just knuckle down and got some, yeah, some hard yards to get into now in January, February. So back out to Monaco, probably won't see many people, just see people on my bike, go home, restrict myself, lock the kitchen door and um, get the hard work done. But um, yeah, when it comes to goals, well, what are yours first, Tom? What are your 2024 goals? Any cross races now to close the season? Well, we got a couple more in the Northwest Cyclocross League. Um, and then it's such a short season, then it's over. I'm going to get out on the mountain bike because it has been raining a lot. And the mountain bike, as discussed before, is the best bike to be on if it's smashing it down because he's sometimes undercover and you're not going so fast. Um, what about Christmas, though, Tom? Did you go on? Did you have any cross racing over Christmas? Was it like a boxing day? Well, there should have been a race. There should have been a race in Lancaster on the thirtieth, and unfortunately, it was called off because it's been so wet. A lot of the places where you would ordinarily race have been a little bit um, less keen on getting the grass all ripped up. But I was out on the bike with the boys, and uh, we kept ourselves ticking over. So yeah, goals for twenty twenty four. I am sort of hanging in there for the better weather to a certain extent. I tell you what is going to happen in twenty twenty four. I think at some point I should come out and see you in Monaco again um, because it was a great place to record the pod. And the weather is so much better than it is in Cheshire. Yes, that's very true. So, yeah, we should line that up. We should have another... Um, well, we need a decider, don't we? You won the, the 5K mm. foot race. I won at Madone on an ancient bike. So, yeah, we, we need a decider for that. But um, talking about going but we're out... we're going to go for a swim. Oh, we were going to go for a swim. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. I do, Yeah, I'll get it sorted, mate. I'll get a good challenge on, but... See, when you just mentioned then going on the bike with the kids, it took Max and his cousins actually to Mandy on Boxing Day morning. Ah, nice. Yeah, just because, well, they're knocking it down. 
um, or extending the school across the road. So mainly stadium will be no more as far as I know. So it's like, oh, I need to get Max and his cousins down there before um, they get rid of it. So that was good. And then we went from there to the rugby. So great boxing day that was. But anyway, yeah, getting sidetracked now. Well, if you're listening to this and your ambitions in 2024 feel difficult, it's often the way, G, isn't it, at this point of year? You've got to be kind to yourself, set yourself goals. But if you don't make all the goals, don't be too tough on yourself. Yeah, just try a bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> I always, uh, sorry, that's always a, a, something that pops into my head with Shane Sutton shouting it. It was on a, it was a TV show. There was these like random women and they were trying to like, it's like losing weight or something like that. And they went to the track for the day. They're going around and um, <laughs> he was like, oh, you got to go on the blue or you got to do this or something. And she was like, I'm trying. <laughs> and Shane's on the side of the track. Try harder. <laughs> I was like, that's just like, yeah, that was Shane through and through. But anyway, sorry, I keep getting sidetracked now, don't I? But yeah, go out those goals, guys. Get the goals out. And in the meantime, Garrett and I, we're going to sort out some absolutely fantastic guests for the remainder of this series we've been talking off air about this you need to get on your phone G you need to send some texts I do I do we've got a decent sort of list now haven't we for the last few so yeah I'll get I'll, I'll get on to it Tom let's crack on see you next time Bye for now Network, a place where you belong.